Welcome everybody to the Rish Podcast with your host, Mr. Wills. So today, we're changing sports and we're concentrating on the huge card in Saudi Arabia this weekend. To me, it's one of the biggest and best and deepest cards I've ever seen. And if you're a boxing fan, you must be looking forward to it. So if you're looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to it, I'm going to speak about it. So I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to say that I'm going to be talking more about the three main heavyweight fights. But I will also tell you about the other fights on the card. Because most of the fights on the card usually will be headliners. So, first of all, this is a big, deep card with many big names and some big challenges. The, the card is headlined by Anthony Joshua and he's fighting Otto Wallen. The co is Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker. And the appetizer is Daniel Dubois versus Jarrell Miller. So, I'm going to talk you through the undercard. Tell you their names and who's fighting, who I think's gonna win, and then we're gonna get in, get into in-depth analysis about the three main heavyweight fights. The first fight, Frank Sanchez versus Junior Far. It's a good fight, good heavyweights. Frank Sanchez is highly rated, while Junior Far hails from the same country as Joseph Parker, New Zealand. This is a fight that Frank Sanchez is expected to win, and I'm gonna say he's going to win. And I expect him to win by knockout between rounds three to four. The next fight is a heavyweight fight also. Matmadov versus Kabayal. Matmadov is highly, highly regarded and really seen as the future of the heavyweight division. Where Kabayal has gone quiet since beating Jerick Zora for the European title. I expect Matmadov to knock him out between the rounds of five to six. The next fight. Also a heavyweight fight. Philip Hergovich versus Mark Demori. Now Hergovich is also highly regarded and a number one contender for the bouts, the IBF. I've been not so impressed recently with his fights considering he's been highly regarded. But he's still winning and that's the main thing. Mark Demori, I remember him when David Hay fought him in 2016 and Hay got rid of him in the first round. I expect this to go the same way. I expect Hergovich to get rid of this lad between rounds two to three. The next fight, a cruiserweight fight. Apataya versus Zorro. Apataya was the IBF cruiserweight world champion. He's just been stripped for taking this fight. Who can blame him? And Zorro is a young British contender with a, who's got a great opportunity to make, to make a big name for himself and some good money. So fair play to him. But this Apataya fighter, very exciting, good variety of punches, punches very hard, very slick, knows what he's doing, quite entertaining to watch as well. I don't expect anything but an Apataya win. And I'm going to say a KO. I'm just going to go round five KO. The next fight, Dimitri Bivol versus Lyndon Arthur. Bivol is pound for pound, one of the best fighters on planet Earth. No doubt about it. Slick, very intelligent in the ring. Doesn't really get hurt that much. And he and he's fundamentals at the highest level. Lyndon Arthur, British fighter, fought Anthony Yard twice. Beat Yard the first time. And then got knocked out in the second time. Recently, he's been fighting quite a lot on Channel 5. So, he's sort of known, but he ain't known. But he's not unknown. He's not a bad fighter, Lyndon Arthur. 
and he's better when he throws his hands. He likes to jab, he likes to be safety first, but he can crack. And my advice to him would be, let your hands go, Linda. You, you know, you can crack, son. But watching the last fight on Channel 5, he did get buzzed a bit. This is a big step up for Arthur. And he's had to take the opportunity, obviously, because the money, the world title, it'd be crazy not to. thing with Bivol is, he doesn't really look for KOs. So you have a chance, an opportunity to settle into a fight. This will be a decent chess match because Arthur is not somebody that he's just going to get rid of straight away. And I can see this going to points, to be honest. But I don't think Arthur's going to win. So I'm going to go for a Dimitri Bivol victory and I'm going for points. Now, let's get into the three main fights on the card. The first fight, a very, very interesting fight. Maybe the most interesting fight on the card, if you ask me. Daniel Dubois versus Gerald Miller. Dubois has fought 21 times, won 19 and 18 KOs, and he's lost twice. Gerald Miller has fought 27 times, won 26, 22 by KO, and one draw. First and foremost, Gerald Miller is a drug cheat. That's fact. But in the eyes of the law, in the eyes of how things work, if you serve your time, if you do the time, you can go back to society and re, you know, rehabilitate yourself. And that's what he's doing by boxing. I hope I do this podcast and I can get it out without him falling off the card because he's on drugs again. And if that's the case, we have to judge him on the fight. And he's going to give Dubois a good fight. Gerald Miller is £300. He throws a lot of punches and he's going to be there in Dubois' face all night long. The only reason, the only way you get rid of someone like Gerald Miller is basically you've got to put dents into him because he ain't going to move and he throws punches and he's, he's, you know, he's from New York. He's, you know, he's, that mindset they've got is they don't really care. They don't mind the pain. You know, he'll take his licks. I reckon Gerald Miller's one of them people, if you're putting the licks on him, he's going to take them. Every man could be knocked over. That's fact. But if you're going to start putting a beat down him, I reckon he'll take it and give some out. This is a tough night's work for Dubois. And regards Dubois, he can crack. You know, 18 KOs in 19 victories. You know, Dubois can definitely crack. And what I like about Daniel Dubois, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's young. He's only 26. He's always in great shape. His arsenal is very high for a heavyweight in this heavyweight era. Regards attacking. But defensively, is one of them people you can imagine him at school, couldn't you? You know, one of them people that just used to cracking on and battering the hell out of people. Because they're not used to it getting it back. They don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to adapt to adversity. And that's something he's going to have to start to learn. That, yes, I can crack. I can hurt people. But, you know, they can also hurt me. And that's that's the heart of a lion, isn't it? And that's something he's going to have to, like, have to learn. But some people say, once if you haven't got it, you're never going to have it. He's still young enough maybe to get a bit more about it. He just didn't know how to handle the situations that he wasn't used to. You know, because when he's lost, the two losses he's had, you know, Joyce is good company and he was winning that fight with Joyce. Yes, you know, people say he quit because of his eye, but, you know, if you judge him on the fight, which I'm going to, he's well in that fight. He's never getting really beat up. Yes, he's taking a few jabs to his eye. That's why it closed. But on the on the scorecards, before he's took a knee and said, yo, this is too bad, 
he's ahead on points. You know, I think it was round 11, round 10. And in the Usyk fight, he's given Usyk a good night's work. You know, he's, you know, Joshua was licking up Usyk, no doubt. But Dubois was too. But Dubois was measured. He was, he was looking for the right shots. He weren't waiting for Usyk. He was setting him up. So, he, like I said, his arsenal for attacking is very high. Very, very high. But this is going to be a tough night's work because when he, if he hits Miller and Miller doesn't get knocked, doesn't fall over, how is he going to react to the fact that I've licked the man with my best shots and he ain't moved? That's where you need to be composed, get on your jab, get on your bite, bop, bop, weave, punch, relax, take deep breaths because it's a, it could be a 12, you know, more than likely this is a 12 round fight and he has to accept that, you know, this is going, could go 12 rounds. So, one thing I will say about him, he looks a lot leaner and he looks like he's ready for the 12-round fights. So, like I said, this is the toughest, toughest opinion I've got, really. And I don't really know which way I'm going to sway because I can see Miller stopping Dubois late on. I can't, I can see Dubois stopping Miller, but because of the 300 pound and, you know, you don't often see 300 pound people knocked over, do you? So it be, would be some sight if you could get rid of him. It would be a big statement if you could get rid of him. I don't think that's going to happen either. I think it's both, it's either either or either on points, to be honest. I'm going to go with Daniel Dubois on points. And that's more out of, I'd love him to win based on Gerald Miller's past. So yeah, I'm going to go with Daniel Dubois on points. The next fight, Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker. Wilder has fought 46 times, won 43, 42 KOs, two losses, one draw. Joseph Parker has fought 36 times, won 33, 23 by KO and three losses. For me, this is one of Wilder's hardest fights. Wilder's had a lot of fights, a lot of KOs and it's kind of like, who really has he fought? One thing's for certain is right hands like dynamite. But regards... Highly skilled heavyweights who are, can you know can make him think and make him a little bit worried about what what's coming back. He ain't been in with many people like Parker. You know he's been in with Fury three times, Luis Ortiz I'm in a class as a as a good opponent, and then you're looking thinking who else has he fought really? Hellenius no, Brazil no, Malik Scott no, you know Sibavern no. A lot of opponents that Wilder's had ain't at the level required. So this is a tough night's work for Wilder considering of the opposition that he's used to. Parker will be there. He, he knows how to box. He knows how to work his way around the wing. He's fit. He's durable. He ain't shot yet. He ain't at his... I think he might have gone over his, over his peak, but he definitely ain't shot. So for Wilder to be in a ring with someone like Parker... You'll have to get some adjusting to because he's not going to have it all his own way. Parker knows how to box and move and jab and hold. You know, he knows all the tricks and he's only getting better by working with Fury. But the main thing about Wilder is, obviously, we all know the right hand. It's like dynamite. But I'm going to say this now on my podcast, The Real Shh. Watch out for his left hook. He's been working on it. I've been watching his training videos. And he's definitely been working on that that punch, and also watch out for the uppercut. I, I can see that I can see Parker getting knocked out with them two punches. Yes, the right hand's always there, 
But don't be surprised if the left hook comes out or the uppercut comes out. Don't be surprised. Regards Joseph Parker. He's a good fighter Parker. He isn't creme de la creme. But he definitely is somebody where if you was going to put him on in on a in with somebody, you'd say that's a that's a good fight. And that's how I see this fight. I see this as a good fight. I think Parker's not shot. He's not fat. He's not, he doesn't have, you know, he's not weak. He's got power. He can throw different combinations of punches, uppercuts, hooks, straight hands. Obviously, the losses have dented his confidence. Also, I think his engine, again, once he worked at a higher tempo, because once again, he grew up having not so competitive fights. So when he won his world title in New Zealand and he started out to fight, you know, real fighters, Dylan White and people that can fight for 12 rounds at a higher tempo. I think his body wasn't used to it. So when he, he couldn't adapt to the fact that you have to fight a bit harder in these fights, but he was still in the fights. And that's why I do respect him. And I do respect him as a good fighter because if you watch all the fights he's lost, he's been in them. Joyce, yes, Joyce knocked him over. But he couldn't put a dent in Joyce. He didn't have the power. But regards being in the fight, Bob, and he just ran out of gas. You know, same with Joshua. The Joshua fight was a good fight. I think if Parker was more aggressive in that fight, he could have maybe had a better opportunity in the fight. But he went 12 rounds with, with Anthony Joshua. So, you know, he's an experienced heavyweight who is bidding with good company. Dylan White, you know... Dylan White knocked him over in the second round. It looked like more of a headbutt or an elbow. He, he said he was concussed for about three, four rounds he was. And in the last two rounds, he gave Dylan White absolute howl, didn't he? So you can see what I'm saying? He's been in there with big, good opposition. And he's he's not there. He's not a joke fighter. And I, don't, I wonder if Wilder... I don't think he has, but I think we have to understand that the company you keep, if you're playing Wrexham every week... And then you play Man United. You're not used to playing Man United, are you? You know that's you know that's a footballing term. So that's what I'll take to boxing. If you're you're fighting not so good fighters, and then you fight a good fighter, you're like, whoa, what's this? I've never seen this before. Now Wilder has been in there with Fury for three fights, and he would have learned a hell of a lot through them fights. Make no bones about it. But he ain't getting any younger. He's 38 now, and he's going to be in there a Parker who's, you know, he looks rejuvenated. He looks leaner. He looks ready to go this is a very good fight very very good fight and obviously there's many ways you can say Parker I think Parker could knock Wilder out we all know Wilder could knock Parker out but we also know when I you know if you've watched Deontay's career like I have even in fights where the opposition you don't know about he does you know he doesn't just knock people out early you know he can knock people out round 9 round 10 Deontay Wilder so he is he isn't, oh, he's going to be knocked out in the first three rounds. Nah, he ain't like that. He, he, he doesn't mind waiting for his opportunity. But my thing is, will he wait for his opportunity and be down on the points tally? Which he could be. Because Wilder's a patient fighter. People say he's reckless, but he actually is patient looking for that to detonate the right hand. But like I've said, I think he's got more Arsenal now. So be, I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued. You know, he's only fought. He's only had one round in two two years. So, you know, he's had time to work on stuff. I'm, like I said, I say it again, I'm intrigued by this fight. What's Wilder got left and what's Parker got left? Good fight. Anyway, I've got to give my opinion. I'm going for Deontay Wilder, KO, and I'm going for round seven. 
the main event. Anthony Joshua versus Ottavalin. Joshua has fought 29 times, won 26, 23 KOs, 3 losses. Ottavalin has fought 28 times, won 26, 14 KOs, 1 loss and 1 no contest. This is a good fight. These two lads have fought each other in the amateurs twice, which Joshua's won. But Volin has got better since then. But in the amateurs, they were competitive fights. These two know each other in the ring. They know how to, how they're going to work. But as you know, what you were then, you can be better years later. Regards, AJ, Anthony Joshua. I think Joshua's had a phenomenal career. I don't think he gets the credit, the respect that he deserves. He's, he's a kid from Watford. He's become one of the richest sportsmen Britain's ever seen. He's done that by getting his, by basically fighting. The hardest sport of them all. He could only do that by fighting. Let's get it right. He's in there fighting. It's the toughest sport. Nobody else really likes to go in there and get their, punch, their head punched in. He's doing it. But he's also an Olympic gold medalist. He's a two-time world heavyweight champion. He's brought box office appeal back to England and he still don't get the respect. Do I think he's one of the greatest heavyweights of all time? No, but do I think he could compete with all heavyweights from any era? Yes, I think Joshua's pedigree is proven. Do I think he's good enough to beat the best of the best? Well, it's proven with Usic, he might just be a little bit short, but he didn't get knocked over. He took the Usic 12 round. And he's a competitive fighter, Joshua. And the thing with Anthony Joshua, all this, oh, he'll get knocked off. He knows how to fight. End of story. He knows how to throw uppercuts. He knows how to throw straight hands. He knows how to throw left hooks. He knows how to manoeuvre around the ring. He ain't no doppy in the ring. Simple as that. End of story. Is this a tough night's work for him? Yes. Volin's record will prove that he's, he's a tough night's work for anyone. The last fight that Volin had was against Gassiev. And if you watch Gassiev versus Usic, you know how good Gassiev is. He's a cruiserweight gone up to heavyweight, meaning he's fast, he's, he hits hard. But Volin, you know, he's got very good experience and he's got very good amateur pedigree. So Volin knows how to fight. Also, he's been in there with Fury, took Fury 12 rounds, give Fury that big, dirty um, cut open his eye. Yes, he lost the fight, but... You know, like I said, he knows his way around the ring, Volin. You know, jab, move. He is there to be hit though, Volin, but he's tough. You know, he's tough. It'll be, the problem with, the thing will be with, is AJ prepared to pull it all over him? Because if you hear the interview, AJ says, this lad's tough. He's durable. So, AJ knows that, you know, he don't, I don't think AJ expects a short night's work to, to you know, on Saturday night. So my prediction, let me tell you now, will not be an early victory. He also knows that he can get to him. So the thing with AJ is, is do I break him down or do I look to hit him with the peach, with the, with the money shot? And that will be the decision what he has to make. Thing with AJ, because he keeps changing his trainer, nobody knows what type of style he's in. I know, at the moment, it looks like to me he's on that. I don't want to be hit and I want to counter. He's basically becoming a counterpuncher, AJ. But against Usic, he tried to counterpunch the counterpuncher. Not, you know, that's, he, and he done well at it. So he ain't bad at it. With Volin, Volin's also a 
patient fighter who also he wants to he wants the other op, he wants the opposition to attack and he also wants to counter. So it will be a game of chess this game this fight, no doubt about it. A game of chess where both fighters don't really want to overcommit, but both fighters don't really want to full on attack. But as you know, that's what you got trainers for. Train the trainers could say, you know what, go and attack. Go and pull it all pull it all down, you know, just let it go. And I don't think both both parties would like that. So I think that if I was a trainer of both of them, I would say that's what I would do. I would say first round, round two, for the first three rounds, go and, go and stamp your authority on this lad and see how he likes it. That's why it's intriguing. They're both young. They're both fresh. They're not shot. You can see by the records. Volin's only lost one. Joshua's lost three times. Twice to Usic, one to Ruiz, and he beat up Ruiz afterwards. You know, good, good fight this is. I don't know about the entertainment value because, like I said, they both know that each of us are a good fighter. Volin has got better, but he also has shared a ring with Joshua a few times, so he knows Joshua's got a good fighter. And Joshua knows that Volin's tough, but he also knows he's got better as well. One thing I'll say about Volin is that I reckon he knows that he can he can he can he can work with down a down the you know to AJ's body here. Yeah? Because if you notice, I don't think people, you know, you've got to watch the boxing. AJ don't like it down there. He don't like that that left hook into his ribs. He doesn't like it. Usic was doing a lot of damage with that. The left hook to the ribs. And then he went to the right hook to the... And then, you know, AJ, he tires for a reason. Because he's getting hit down below. So, like I said, this is a fight where I'm intrigued. Very intrigued. It's going to be a good fight. Very competitive. One thing to say about Joshua, always in the competitive fights. You know, when we talk about Wilder before, about competitive opposition, you can't say that about Joshua. Cannot say that about Joshua. Does he always win? No. Anyway, I'm going for Anthony Joshua, point win. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the boxing Saudi extravaganza podcast. Thank you very much and goodbye.